Welcome to episode 213 of Keeping Up with the Joneses, where this week I'm especially glad to have this little snuggle buggle all the way back from Toronto, Canada. I'm back, baby. Life can return to normal. Uh, it can. Mm-hmm. I realize that normally we do like a weekly catch up and then we go into our main topic, but there's so much blur between the main topic and the weekly catch up that why don't I do our weekly catch up? From the first half before you went to Toronto. Okay. And then the main topic can all be about your time in Toronto. Okay. First off, though, we need to apologize. This episode is probably going to be coming out on a Wednesday. They normally come out on a Monday. You'll probably understand why it didn't come out uh, on the Monday as I start talking. So last week, if I remember correctly, we had our dear friend Dan Farrelly from Bethel Church in Redding, California, come out and be with our students in first year teaching on Brave Communication. Meanwhile, I was teaching in second year on the coming judgment. It's a nice, fluffy subject, the coming judgment. Well, no, there's there's nothing. <laughs> there's, there's no fluff. There's nothing fluffy there's about no it. There's no fluff. <laughs> Monday, I taught on the doctrine of predestination and reprobation, which is just horrible. We start talking about Calvinism and Arminianism. And if you don't know what either of those are, just be thankful. They're You're fine. Two ends of one yep. spectrum that... Anyway, then we started talking about uh, the, oh, soteriology, the doctrine of salvation. Uh, I'm putting myself to sleep here. Then we talked about hell, that it's a very real place. You've heard us talk about this stuff before. We'll put links in the show notes. Then the very last class we taught on the coming judgment, the judgment seat of Christ. So all that being said, it was intense, but it was a lot of fun, but it was a lot of teaching for sure. And then at the same time, I had a friend in from Scotland, uh, a pastor from Scotland who came over to hang out with us. And so he was staying with us. And Only us was only him and because the on Tuesday, children because I left. You flew up to Toronto, which we'll get to in a second. Yes. Tuesday, Wednesday, thir- it's all a blur. It was our six-year-old son's 100th birthday, I was going to say. That's no, right. 100th day of school. Right. Yes. 100th day of preschool, so I had to dress him up as uh, a 100-year-old man. Except it's not preschool, it's kindergarten. <laughs> See? This is what happens when my wife He leaves. needs me. He so, needs me. You just remember that. <laughs> so basically, I was running the show, which I would... Historically, it's been a very easy thing to do, but for whatever reason, I don't know whether it's because we were hosting guests and, you know, it's a particularly busy week at work... And, you know, I'm dealing with the kids, but don't ask me what the kids ate. So here's the thing. Um, You know how you confess to killing my balloon on camera? I didn't confess to killing your balloon on camera. Well, on the podcast. Yeah. So I have a confession for you. Normally, when I go away, I like make muffins and make sure that the groceries and the food is all sorted out for you but when i said i'm going away and i need to get things ready you're like i'm an adult i'm fine i don't even notice when you're gone i thought all right then i'll just let you do it and i left (laughs) and it was fine if by fine you mean the children one day for lunch i made the kids banana sandwich with cadbury's buttons in them (laughs) Ooh, health food Okay. And then oh, twice, twice I let Abigail just buy her lunch because it was easier than making her lunch. And yeah, 
I need you. I'm sorry. I repent. Yeah. We didn't have any laundry either because you hadn't done any laundry. So it was an interesting week. Anyway. Oh, I'll show you where those machines are as soon as we're done here. <laughs> you swanned around in, in Canada land while I just slaved and looked after the kids. I did. I just swanned around. And then as soon as you landed on Friday, we went straight into a weekend conference with um, Danny and Sherry Silk, yes. also from Bethel Church in Redding, California. All that to say, by the time we normally record our podcast on a Sunday night, by the time we got to Sunday night, it was literally 9.30 by the time we were, 9.30 p.m. that we were free and we sat down on the sofa and we're like, no, we don't have the energy to record and edit and upload. So that's why this episode is late, but I still know it's going to be a good one because we're going to be talking all about Toronto. Who? Toronto. Yeah. I'm going to look and see what, was there anything else that we were supposed to be talking about? Oh, I forgot that also... In addition to Friday being the 100-day celebration of kindergarten, my third grader had to bring in 25 things that she created at home. And to sell. I discovered that we had a hot glue gun, a hot glue gun, which is an awful lot of fun to use, but hurts like you would not believe when it gets on you. So, like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, night, it's a hot I'm, glue gun. And I'm gluing... She wanted to make pet rocks, so I'm gluing these little pom-poms on top. I'm just questioning my life choices. <laughs> I'm wondering why my li- my wife just left. <laughs> well, you said you had this, you know, so I did mention that the rocks had to be done, and you were like, I got this, babe. I got this. I don't think I was that dismissive, was I? You really were. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I, I just left you to flounder. I even told Stuart what I had done, my friend Stuart. <laughs> I was like... Well, he said he's got this, so I didn't even just do the extra things to like set him up. He said he was, you know, I'd like to publicly (laughs) repent. I am no longer an adult. I need your help. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Our main topic is all about the reason you went to Toronto. Tell everybody why you were in Toronto and what was going on. Uh, They had the 25th anniversary of the revival starting in Toronto, uh, which, uh, you know, was I was part of that church before the revival started. So... Uh, our whole senior team, uh, minus Alan, and then, uh, oh, baby. And then actually Becky ended up not being able to go either because of some family stuff. Um, but the four of us went up for the 25th anniversary conference. So it was awesome. Um, the worship was great. And the speakers were all people that were connected with the revival. So like Randy Clark. Well, hold on. Cause I was, as I was thinking about this, I was thinking they were very, very clever in who they invited. Yeah. So for those of you who don't know your really modern church day history, 1994, January 20th, Randy Clark visits a small little church in Toronto, Canada at the end of a runway of the airport. And John and Carol Orna are the pastors of the church. And the Holy Spirit historically visits this church in incredible power. So they had uh, this conference speakers, correct me if I'm wrong, with John and Carol, the founding pastors. Mm-hmm. You had Stephen Sandra, who are the senior pastors. You had Randy Clark. All those guys were right there at the beginning. Yes. Yeah, I mean, well, Steve, Stephen Sandra didn't speak oh they were just hosting yeah they were hosting um so you had speakers from the from the main of you know from the historical event randy and john and carol yes and then they invited heidi baker and bill johnson who arguably would be two of the most well-known present-day ministries who were greatly impacted by that revival yeah it just yeah it sort of turned everything on its head for them and then they had the next generation leaders banning and uh sean and then you had Brian and Jen Johnson leading worship. Yeah. yeah. And then Duncan and Kate, who oversee Catch the Fire. Yeah. 
I mean, it was a stat conference. It it was great. Um, so it was also super fun. Um, well, it was great. I mean, Randy kicked it off, and uh, it was typical Randy's very um, approachable, and you know, he's he just when you teach when he teaches, you're just like, wow, this is for me. Oh, he's a phenomenal. He's phenomenal so good, speaker. so good. And then they prayed for everybody, and they had it all organized. Like if you came here from the U.S., you go to this room. If you came from Europe, you go to this room. If you can't, you know. And they had all the teams and the different. It was so well organized. It was just really good. Um, so you have like however many thousands of people because it sold out. Uh, just being able to get prayer every single one of them. So it was great. Um, what was it like going back to your church as a visitor when you used to be a uh, um, like a member of the fabric? Was that was that bizarre? Because like, you posted one photo to your Instagram feed of you lining up to get in the building. It's the first time <laughs> I've ever lined up ever. So even at the beginning of the revival, I didn't line up. I had keys. And so it's kind of funny that on the 25th anniversary is the first time I ever lined up beautiful to get in so there you go i i lined up it was it was i mean on one level it was cool to kind of see it how everybody else saw it i guess Mm -hmm. and and sort of go through they had planned it so well uh and it really ran like a machine you know just a bunch of geniuses up there yeah who've been running conferences for 25 years and are brilliant at it yeah so on many levels it was super fun and educational and then i saw tons of people in the lineup that maybe I wouldn't have seen once we got in the massive room. Uh, so I got to hug lots of people. And I was going to say, did you forget just how many people you know from 25 years of being in Toronto? Uh, I was, well, there were some people that definitely knew me and I didn't know them at all. Uh, <laughs> but I had some random huggings. Right. Yeah. We just are like, hey, Yay, it's so, it's so nice to see you, you man. You know, bro. Uh, thanks for that great big hug. <laughs> Do I know you? Um, but but for the most part, I mean, it was just really fun to be with people that I've known for, you right. know, 25 or more years and uh, be in a place where we're all just sort of giving God glory for what he's done and what he's doing. And and it really was like a global uh, meetup, wasn't it? I mean, you, you ended up, you'd send me pictures like, look, I just found people from all, all over, over the world. world. All over the world. Uh, Friends, family, connections. We had some friends that came up from New Zealand, and uh, I saw people from Australia that I know, and England, bumped into like Paul Oakley and people like that. So just like tons of uh, people from all over the world that came home to the place where they got impacted, if that makes sense. So it's very cool. And then Wednesday, you know, John spoke and... I mean, I think I could probably listen to John all day. He's just so um, calm while talking about amazing things and just super encouraging. And then uh, they did like panels and stuff. Like like a Q&A panel? Q&A panel um, that uh, were all sort of mediated by Ben, which was great. And then Sarah spoke, which was amazing. Sarah Jackson and actually Ben Jackson, they've been on our podcast before. Put a link in the show notes to their episodes. Yeah. So um, honestly, Sarah was off the charts. She's so good. Uh, and and then Duncan and Kate spoke. Like it was just sort of like it was really fun to just see all of these different people mm-hmm. um, doing what they're built to do and just think, wow, 25 years has 
impacted so many people and just and your testimonies and didn't Heidi and Carol tag team yes, was, and obliterate the place. Awesome. So um, I think that was on Thursday. Uh, Heidi had uh, spoke in the morning and, you know, it was sort of half sing, half speak. Um, but, but it was, it was great. And then in the afternoon, uh, Carol and Heidi were talking about the Holy Spirit and basically, you know, what does the Holy Spirit do? Why do you want him to be your friend kind of thing? And then what, what, um, hinders him, you know, and, uh, but it was funny because, you know, Heidi would share different stories from her life. And uh, Carol's one of these people where if you share like a touching story, she wants to touch you. Like she just wants to go, oh, oh, you know. And connect and, with you. And connect with you. And so, you know, Heidi sharing some deep things that, you know, she's walked through or experienced and been healed of and that kind of stuff. And every time she'd share something that was like super deep or super sweet, Carol would be like, oh, and then Heidi would hit the floor. And so then we'd have to like a couple of times Carol was like, all right, stand her up. We want to hear the rest or whatever. And sometimes she just like you know, left her and Carol would teach for a bit. And then she, Heidi'd finally get back up the floor and Heidi would teach a little bit and then she'd share some sort of story and then Carol would reach for her and down she'd go. And it was, it was pretty fun. It was, it was, it was lovely. What would you say your top three moments of your trip was? Um, They're probably all relational things. Just um, getting to connect with, you know, people I've known for ever and just sit next to them or be in the same room and just experience God together kind of thing. Um, you know, you got two more just getting, getting some time with Carol, mm-hmm. um, sneaking away and doing that. And then number three would probably be being with our Grace Center team there mm-hmm. um, and just getting to experience all of that there with them. You know, kind of like, hey, let me introduce you to what was my home. You know so. what I'm surprised that you didn't give an answer? What? Was um, decent ethnic food. Well, yeah, I, I didn't want to seem too shallow by putting food <laughs> on my top three. But let's say <laughs> it comes in at three and a half. Yeah. Yes. We actually took, um, I took Tony and Jeff and Danielle to... Uh, pho me 99, which is like a pho me 99. Well, it's spelled pho. Uh, pho me 99, uh, which is a Vietnamese place. And it's great. I mean, you go in there and you kind of order by number and you're not really sure what you're going to get. And is it still uh, $6 a bowl? Or no, it's price? gone up to like $8 oh, or something. It used to be our after church venue. Every, so every week. Every week, yeah. Sunday, as soon as church was over, we'd go there. Because it was cheap and it was filling and very tasty. and Yes. And so uh, I think Tony liked it, but Jeff loved it. So for every meal until they went home, he was trying to figure out if we could make it back there, uh, which we had gone uh, down in the middle of the day on a Tuesday. But normally traffic's so bad in Toronto that during the like lunch breaks or dinner breaks, it wasn't really a, a f- a feasibility so we never made it back so i think i'll be able to get him back to toronto for vietnamese food at least it is amazing to me that 25 <laughs> years later the power of the holy spirit is still being poured out in that place yeah and lives are still being touched and lives are still being transformed and i, I just love that about john and carol i love their faithfulness to just give away everything that they've been given 
and they've just stewarded it brilliantly. I think church history is going to smile really, really well on this season of, of church history and John and Carol's contribution. I was wondering, would you pray for all of our listeners to experience the touch of the Holy Spirit as someone who has spent much of her life in Toronto, whose existence predates revival in that church, and somebody who's been saturated in that, and somebody who's just been there. Would you, hey, you could do the thing where you stretch out and Ooh. touch the TV screen. You, you, know? you want them to touch the TV yeah, screen? I'd love, I, you know what? You know, I'm a sucker for all let's, of that. Let's do this. Um, I know some of you are going to be uh, watching via video, and so you're going to have a visual, and others are, are going to be listening. Um, but why don't you put out your hands like you uh, are ready to receive a gift? You know, just imagine somebody's going to put a big box. Let's all hope they're in Teslas right now. That Teslas yeah. <laughs> Okay, so if you're driving, please don't do this until later. You can just... You can just open your heart <laughs> to receiving a gift. Um, but but it's just sort of position yourself in a posture of receiving is basically what I'm saying. I'm so, in receive mode. Holy Spirit, I ask for every single person mm. that is listening to this podcast, that is watching the video cast, Lord, that you would fill them from the top of their heads mm. to the tip of their toes. Lord, that you would wash away everything of anxiety, everything of fear, everything of sickness. Mm. And Lord, that you would fill them so much with your presence that they would overflow in their families, they would overflow in their workplaces, wherever they go, that you, Holy Spirit, would sort of splash out of them and affect the environment and the places where they go. Lord, I ask that you would come and touch them in such a powerful way that they would know that you've answered their prayer. So I thank you, Lord, for what you're about to do and what you're continuing to do in each one of us because you're good. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I could totally feel the Holy Spirit when you're praying. But time for a listener's question. Oh, you ready for one? Yeah, I'm ready. Wait, slurp of coffee. Okay, yeah. It's freezing in here. I did try to run My a heater. My coffee's not even hot anymore. Well, I did try to run a heater in our studio, which is in our basement right now, and... If you could see it, <laughs> it looks like a Bedouin tent. <laughs> and then we just put up a wall behind it to make it look good. <laughs> it's, Sorry. There's lots of lights. There's lots of all lots sorts of, of things. Lots of electricity, lots of lights. So I think we're maxing out the like the, the panel that, you know, everything's run off like one 110 outlet <laughs> and about 16 different boxes. Like we need to get Neil out here. He'll probably have a fit oh. when he sees it. Oh, but when I put plug in a heater, it cuts the power to everything. Oh, so I'm okay. like, okay, we just have to be cold till we can figure out why that's happening. Which is why you can also hear, which is AJ's ski My, jacket. I can't. It's so cold down here. <laughs> All right. This is a great question. This is from an anonymous listener who's written in. Hi, anonymous listener. And they've said, I've heard you say... That the more healing a single person gets, the more healed up the people they attract will be. So our whole theory is that you attract the level of emotional and relational health that you currently possess. Yes. I've also heard you say to go hard after God and just look around and see who's keeping up. Okay, if you're looking for a boyfriend or girlfriend, looking for somebody to date, just pursue the Lord. And the whole visual around. of like you're running and then who's, is there oh look, there's people with me. Okay, yeah. I'm wondering though... If you have any advice for discerning whether it's wise to pursue a relationship without judging the other person's walk with God, I imagine your first answer would be to look at their fruit, but are there specific earmarks of maturity you would be looking for in particular? I think you're asking two questions there. The first question is, 
if we have any advice for you discerning whether it's wise to pursue a relationship without judging the other person's walk with God. No, that's not wise. Right? So Scripture says, don't be unequally yoked. So in order to be equally yoked, you have to be able to assess the level of maturity of the person that you're pursuing. So, and again, you're you're not judging the person; you're just sort of judging the you're judging the fruit really more than anything else, right? Yeah, you're just so, wanting to assess: is this person going to be compatible with me, or are they running in the same direction? And and remember that a judgment is an observation with attitude. So, it you're not sort of going, "Ugh, I can't believe they blah blah blah," but you're just being observant to say, hey, is this person actually who they say they are? Right. So with that in mind, you ask, what are there specific earmarks of maturity that we should be looking for in particular? What, what, what kind of earmarks would you be looking for? So when you're considering whether to date me or not, what were some of the, the hallmarks of somebody you wanted in uh, somebody you're going to be in a relationship with? Um, I, well, me, I guess, knowing that I just needed you to be good looking, baby, and have a pulse. No, just kidding. Um, You're welcome. Um, I was very aware that I, uh, I didn't want to shrink back and pretend that I'm not who I say I am or, you know, not be who I am. Right. So I knew I was looking for somebody that would be able to lead me and not give in to like fear of man or any of that kind of stuff. So um, I think some of it is you you need to kind of know yourself enough to know for a female who who could lead you, because I think it's really important that you got to lead. Does that make sense? Yeah, but even then, you know, we should do a podcast on this because I don't think I lead per se. I think we lead our marriage. We we do. I do agree that with that, but I, as a female, just needed to be able to trust that you could lead. Yeah. Does that make sense? I'm fine to lead as long as you don't go to Toronto and leave me with like groceries or, you know, bed linen or clothes or hundred year old makeup or pom-poms on a hot glue gun, right? I think we've established that fact. <laughs> what What are some of the other characteristics you'd be looking for? I'd be, lo- I mean, just a no-brainer, Simple devotion to Christ. Yes. Is the person you're looking at fully devoted to Jesus? Does their relationship with God cause you jealousy? Yeah. Yours did. Like when I met you, I was like, dang, thought I was devoted. And then I saw you and I was just like, okay. Not in terms of a spirit of competition, but are you inspired by their connection with God? Yeah. Would would being with them want you to get closer to God or sort of lull you into apathy. One of the pieces of advice that we got, which I didn't like at the time, but now I see his wisdom, is Fred Wright, who's one of AJ's spiritual fathers. I asked, hey, could I, I'd really like to date AJ. And he said, I think that's a great idea. Just do me a favor. Don't get married until you've seen four seasons together. And at the time I was like, four seasons, that's like a year, uh, which it isn't really, okay? Because, you know, you've got spring, (laughs) summer, fall, winter. It doesn't, I mean... Anyway, the point was, it's really, really important to see people in different seasons, not just natural seasons, like what are they like in the winter and what are they like in the summer, but seasons of stress, seasons of challenge, seasons of hope, seasons of disappointment. What are they like with power? What are they like with people? What are they like around their family? What are they like under pressure? Those sorts of things are are things you want to pay attention to. Yeah. But I also think seasons are important because that whole season of seasonal affective disorder thing like, people do change in different seasons. Mm-hmm. Like, you get super grumpy when it's wet. 
I get grumpy when it's wet. You don't like rain. Then nobody likes rain. Okay, see, that's called justification of sin. My hair gets fuzzy. Yeah, it, that's it, why I get grumpy. That's a silly I example. don't want fuzzy hair. So I hope that helps. Those are some, any, any other things you can think of that you look for? I think you, you look for people? somebody who's willing and is demonstrating that they're dealing with their oh, own stuff. Yes. So, for sure. uh, I mean, I think the reason that so many people get married and you have this whole you know, thing going around about, oh, the first year of marriage is the hardest is because all your stuff comes to the surface. And if you haven't dealt with it, of course it's hard. But if you find someone who's already working on their stuff and working on their forgiveness issues and pressing into God and that kind of stuff, then I think that that makes that whole thing a lot easier. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Do they go after their stuff? What's it like when you give them feedback? Can they apologize? Ooh important things that you will find out one way or another are better to do your research before you have matching rings. Mm -hmm. On the topic of matching rings, uh, we had a very important uh, kind of query that we sent out to the internet last week. Okay, so the query uh, was, I was asking if people, once they're asleep, so married couples, when you're in bed, it's not, I'm not talking about during special cuddle time or any of that. I'm just talking about when you're going to sleep, do as you're you want asleep. to be touched? As you're falling asleep, do you want to be touched or, or are you don't touch me people? And? Unanimously, people said. Don't touch me. Which just goes to prove that you're all <laughs> freaks. Because the correct answer is. You're the freak. You fall asleep. <laughs> snuggled up with somebody no. and it's amazing no. it was so funny i had so many different people come up to me and go hey i didn't see the poll on instagram i think that's because we forgot to put it up on no it's instagram. because i deliberately didn't put it because by you that didn't time want the information. that time i had so many people say i'm team aj i'm team aj i'm team aj <laughs> And I'm just thinking, there are so many weirdos out there. No. Mm -mm. And and uh, on Sunday, it was really funny. The Zofuls came up to me. And I, would the Zofuls be in their 70s or late 70s? You, you can't say that. The Zofuls <laughs> are a gorgeous couple in our they church are. who have got much more wisdom and much more years of marriage than, than we have. And they don't want to be touched and either. They, you know, and they're like, nope. <laughs> And lots of people and, said, we have an invisible like, line yes. on our bed, and you well, do not cross it. Well, I actually have come up with an invention that I'd like to make uh -huh. based upon this, which I think many people would purchase. Go on. Basically, I want to somehow put a taser strip down the center of the bed. Spice things up. So, so that once activated, and it would just be activated when it's sleeping time, it would like light up and just give a small but... Um, well, motivating shock to those people crossing the line so that you get your own space to sleep in. I would like to revise my answer. <laughs> you know, you're saying, what do you look for in a person that you're interested in pursuing? Make sure you're compatible in the cuddling as you fall asleep thing. That's an important thing. Good luck to you that want to be touched because most people don't. So you're looking from a very small pool. <laughs> So as we're wrapping up, I want to say hi to our friends in Wiscaganich. I got to see you in Toronto. It's so nice to see you. I'm so glad you're listening. Explain what a Wiscaganich is. A Wiscaganich is a Cree reservation up on the James Bay. And uh, it was a place I got to go and minister a few times. They're an amazing, amazing group of believers. And uh, it was really fun to see you at the Revival Conference. And so. a Cree is? A Cree are North American Indians. <laughs> 
yeah. <laughs> I'm just ex- I, when AJ said hey we're going to go with Skagenich I'm like we're going to go where now <laughs> and it, it, you're absolutely right it is absolutely beautiful it was one of my most memorable trips ever so I'm so glad that we can still be with you at least electronically in your ears or on your TV screens and thank you for feeding us moose I loved the moose not so much the moose lips but the moose very good <laughs> We also want to thank uh, one of our patrons named Shannon. Thank you so much for helping us do this show. Yeah, our patrons are wonderful listeners just like you who support the show financially from as little as a dollar an episode. You can become a patron yourself by visiting alanandaj.com slash support. In addition to funding this show, you can actually watch the video version of this podcast. You can watch us shivering. Apparently, AJ said everything I'm wearing today is wrong and none of it matches. You need to watch the video. (laughs) It's... It's no, don't right. don't tell them. It's not right. Okay. okay. It's just a nun's outfit. Uh, it's nothing weird about that. It's a nun's <laughs> outfit with a cowboy hat. I don't know what's wrong with that. So until next week, thanks for tuning in. And we pray you have a glorious week. Faith, life, communication, tacos and video games. Paleo donuts and the kindness of God are things we deal with every day. From Franklin, Tennessee They are just like you and me Alan and AJ Keeping up with the Joneses Keeping up with the Joneses Sharing their life experiences Keeping up with the Joneses Keeping up with the Joneses They talk about faith in God And everything under the sun If you are a human being There's something here for everyone